right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Lang Up podcast. Solly coming to you live from our Airbnb uh, here in Los Angeles. We have spent the day at Los Angeles Country Club sitting to my left. Mr. TC, he's been looking forward to this championship for a long time. Evening, TC. You ready to preview the U.S. Open? Solly, the Los Angeles Country Club. Not just Los Angeles Country Club, the Los Angeles Country Club. As somebody that hates the Ohio State <laughs> University, I'm going to ask you for your stance on that on that part of it. We, maybe, we can, maybe we can get into that. Kevin Van Valkenburg, our resident journalist, is here, veteran of covering United States Open champion Chips. Hello, KVV. Tolly, it's really good to be here. Uh, you know I love the U.S. Open because it's the most democratic of Opens, and you know I love all things democratic. <laughs> oh, so uh, Get your woke-ass politics off my podcast. Titleist, as you might guess, is the number one ball at the U.S. Open and has been for 75 years. The U.S. Open preview is brought to you by our friends at Titleist, the number so one long. ball in golf. That, that's almost as long as it was between Canadian winners of the Canadian Oh, Open. my God. Oh, TC's going to get his, his little digs in it as he, it, it, for some reason, wants to indicate the, in, inst, in, instigate? Instigate. instigate the nicest country in the world. Uh, they're the most passive-aggressive country in the world, too. I did get uh, some DMs from people saying, what did Trudeau bang... Uh, Sean's <laughs> wife? What the fuck? Like, tell him to say, kiss my ass respectfully. Uh, they were awful to Tommy yesterday. Respectfully. As I get, uh, thank you for that one, Kevin, as I get through the ad read. The number one ball in golf, the number one ball at the U.S. Open since 1949. There has not been a U.S. Open played in Los Angeles since Riviera in 1948. And uh, that following year at Medina was when Titleist won the golf ball count for the very first time. When the final counts are tallied at LACC on Thursday, Titleist will be the most played golf ball for 75 consecutive years. U.S. Opens. We see these counts week after week, year after year, and it is easy to take them for granted. Last week, we did a tour of Titleist uh, golf ball R&D manufacturing facilities in Massachusetts. We were able to see the source of the innovation and the commitment to quality. It is truly no wonder they've been number one for so long. I'm going to save you guys all the details. I'm just going to say this. Just trust us. Play Titleist golf balls. Just trust us on this. I can give you a whole two-tenths of a thousandth of an inch of dimple depth and just trust me. They're playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. Titleist, the number one ball at the U.S. Open for 75 years and counting, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, I got to wonder, you know, it's we're recording this Monday evening, L.A. time. They're already calling the count. <laughs> like they're one, they're one, Roman Roy is yeah, calling the count. You know, the absentee ballots have, have already come in, and they're, they're already calling the count. It doesn't sound very democratic. It doesn't. Titleist. <laughs> Well, you know, so that far ahead, you got to go with a leader. Yeah. You got to go. Someone who's going to, you know, it, it sounds like change. a dictatorship from yeah. Titleist. We have spent the entire day out at the golf course. Uh, I'm pretty fatigued now. We have a, a high noon here to kind of help us get get through this show. I, I always underestimate how out of shape I am when I come out to these events. But TC, what's your reaction after C you've, you've played LCC a few times? We did a film room out here, but it's U.S. Open week. It always feels a little different when you step on the grounds. What was your reaction to what we saw today? Yeah, I think uh, a few different Big observations. Uh, it's going to be the C-suite open. Uh, there's going to not be that many like just regular grounds pass fans just out there. Just the way you like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, though, there's something to that. There's a lot of tickets that have been given away to members or bought by members, whatever it is, and there's a lot of hospitality, and there's only 
I can make an estimation, but I've heard 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 daily fans, yeah. normal like ticket fans. So like, there's going to be a bit of, I think at times there might be some atmosphere lacking when you tune in on television. There's some rope lines that are very, very far away from green, especially on the front nine, you know, or back in that corner where you get back to, to five, uh, five, six, Seven. 13, 14. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be, I don't know. I'm keen to see what the atmosphere is like. Weather's great. I, I think it was, it was less gloomy and cloudy than I was anticipating. Nice wind out of the west, kind of off the ocean. Um, it was hotter than I was expecting it to be, um, which it should, they, you know, the golf course should be right where they want it. Greens were a tad bit soft today, but I think that'll ramp up as we get to Thursday. And um, it's, I've been more excited about this golf tournament here than any major that I can remember the last four or five years. And I think that that held up today being on site. I think it's going to show better. That's like, I'm excited to go home. We're flying home Wednesday. I'm excited to go home and watch it on on TV in prime yeah. time. I think it's going to show so well on TV versus it's going to be really tough to watch golf in person there. So Enjoy the week, though, Kevin. Thanks, excited yeah. excited yeah. to hear. I mean, you can sit in the media center yeah, and I mean, watch I on get, TV, you know, too. I hear that's what the golf riders do. They just <laughs> hang out in the media center. You know, they check check their Instagram. But know, it's, it's there's just it's such a surreal place. There's so many... It's outrageous. You know, you're looking up into the Hollywood Hills. You're looking out to downtown LA, out, uh, you know, out from like 11T and 16T. There's so much visual stuff going on on the golf course. It's surreal. They they're teeing off, uh, you know, off the putting green over the rose bushes on one, you know, eighteen and nine green are right there. But but yeah, like on the flip side, I do not envy the USGA this week as far as moving people around that property. Pace of play is going to be oh, it's going to be a nightmare, a disaster. I think, especially on the front nine. So it's it's definitely it's going to be a very very interesting, entertaining week. I think. I. Have I don't want to say I couldn't get all the way there with your excitement and praise of LACC. I've just have been, I've been like 85% of the way there. And seeing it today, seeing it from where guys are teeing off from, seeing it in the condition that it's in, seeing it with the grandstands, with the proper flags, all that stuff, it's I'm I'm fucking hyped. Like this is really good. This is and I know not everyone, you know, people we get a lot of feedback from people that like just don't have any problem with, say, Tory Pines over under of ten minutes on this pod before getting <laughs> to Tory Pines. But like, but it doesn't bother some people. Like I just it just doesn't. And for me, it watching I I stood I went out to the sixth hole today. And I watched Colin Morikawa hit shots from all kinds of different locations. Watch him hit lob wedges from the left side of the fairway, from the center of the fairway. Watch him go over to, uh, and if you haven't seen this hole, it's a semi-drivable par four, but it's blind over this hill, awkward green shape, and it's just like a puzzle piece that has to be solved for. It's a drivable four, but I think you're going to see a lot of layups on it. And I watched him hit like some chips from where you would ideally drive it if you kind of drove it near the green. And they stood on that green and like looked around the hole and talked about it for three to four minutes. I mean, I took a picture in a video of it and just to like say like, wow, you just don't see pros walk off the green still strategizing about what to do. Like usually you've accomplished that by the time you've gotten to the green and Minwoo Lee was doing the same exact thing. Like they were just studying all these different spots of where they couldn't, couldn't hit it. And that is a golf test to me way more than like, I, I think this is going to show out in, comp I actually I thought Oak Hill worked really well, and it's going to show out in comparison in terms of what golf I like to watch versus that, like narrow fairways, thick rough, bored me a little bit. And this, there's none of what's going to happen this week is going to be boring. So it's like Oak Hill without, like with short grass, 
with with the ball on the ground in certain spots. But you're going to see the same emphasis on long iron play, um, but less emphasis on maybe even fairway wood. Like oh yeah. I, it, oh, I mean, but but I think some of the people like watching the practice round today, everybody's like, oh, like because it's funny. I was talking to I was, I was hanging out with a couple of members today, and they're like, oh, I think virtually everybody's going to go for this green on six. And I'm like, honestly, unless the pins. On the right there, I, I'm I'm thinking most guys are gonna are gonna lay up down that left side. I don't even know if the pins on the right if you do that because if you miss kind of short right there and you have a 40 yard pitch, yeah. you can't stop a ball in that section of the green. It's um, it, but I mean KVV to your point or your question. Besides six, let's say because uh, yeah, I think six I, I is going to be a must watch hole. I mean I think five like where the pin is on five. I think five's the green. Five's a par four. Uh, you kind of drive into this. Baranka or over this Baranka and then to this kind of half pipe fairway and it's this Gil calls it a, like a molar green and depending upon where the pin is you do not want to be above that that pin I was talking to a couple of the greenskeepers and they're like yeah that that green's probably our limiting factor for the week of we cannot get that green too fast because it'll it'll regulate what we can do on the rest of the golf course especially to a front pin if you're above the hole there you're not stopping it on the green I think that one's going to mess with guys I think eight Eight's such a tough drive. It's a par five that is really separated out by this Barranca. It's got a banking left to right fairway. I watched Ron play that hole today. He hit five wood, five wood on it. It's only 537 yards on the card, but it's not, I don't think we're going to see a lot of drivers because the closer you get to the end of that fairway, the more you're blocked out by trees and you've added risk of going into the Barranca and the fairway really narrows there. So you're going to kind of see a couple holes that are going to dictate a little bit of how you have to play it. But like, yeah, if you, if you want to, if he takes three wood, he maybe only has 200 meters left in and said he had 237 meters left into the hole today when I watched him play it. But it's just not. It is a long golf course that's not a driving contest. It is going to be a lot. A big part of this, I think, is going to be about long iron to mid iron to like legitimately fairway wood play. I mean, the seventh hole was 272 to the front of the green today, yards flat, like not downhill. 11 is downhill. It reads 292 on the card, but. I was talking with Tony Finos, caddy Mark Urbanic, and he was saying it's like a 245 shot is all you need with the downhill, the downwind, and the runout you're going to get on the ground. Seven is not that. I watched everyone but Min Woo Lee on that hole hit wood on that hole, and you just don't see that many par threes like one shotters uh, that that. But like both of the all the gre- the greens on those holes have good shapes for those shots. It's not a, it does not look impossible. There's like, a really massive doesn't. bank left of 11 green that yeah. you can try to use or. You know, like, but all you gotta do is fly that, fly that bunker, and then um, I think I, I totally messed up three and five. I think three, I think three is gonna mess with guys a little bit. Wedges coming into this green, five's one of the harder holes on the golf course. I think that one's gonna be really, really tricky. I mean, I, I think guys are gonna make a lot of birdies. Like, I like it's. I think that's part of the challenge is there's a lot of birdies to be had. You can get it going, and then you're gonna get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. There's so much tall grass around. The bunkers, the sand is not really that easy to play out of. Like it's it's tough to to really do what you want to do off this sand. <laughs> I've learned all about Sorry. how the sand is. <laughs> uh, so I walked a few holes with with uh, John Rom and his team, and we we're having a great time, laughing, joking about stuff. And John goes in the bunker right of eight and uh, hits it. You know, he hits a few shots getting out, and then like he goes and puts around for a while. And Adam Hayes is his caddy. I'm, I'm friends with them, and. 
like they're they're doing other stuff. I was just like helping them out. I was gonna go rake the bunker for them. I was like they they got a bunch of stuff going on. He's hitting all these chips. They've been they've they've been super like they're just giving me all kinds of great intel about the course. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you guys a hand. As soon as I go to do that, Adam Hayes comes over and just starts. I barely even got started on the rake job. Starts roasting my rake technique, and then you know, here's how you got to do it. Here's how you got to do it. And starts to like rile the crowd up. There's a pr- fairly big crowd riled up around eight. You believe this guy with the rake? <laughs> no, look at this guy. Absolutely killing an absolute me. Joke. And then he starts to like do it, and then the whole crowd's like, ooh, like for how good of a rake job he's doing, flips it over and finishes it, and then like panders to the crowd, like pumps him up, and just totally embarrassed me in front of it. Sergio came up and gave me a semi-hug after it because I got roasted so bad. Um, but that was a fun uh, a fun, I was trying to just like do it really inconspicuously and be nice, and he just made a big scene out of it. But bunkers are quite nice. Uh, I have a question. Will Phil Mickelson seek out uh, Mike Wan in the middle of a round to complain about the 11th hole being too long, as he did in the Ed Marion? That or the 7th hole. Literally one of my favorite U.S. Open moments of all time. Phil, in contention to win a U.S. Open, the one major hasn't won, complaining to Mike Davis in the middle of a round. This is an unfair I think setup. they preempted that because they could have played... Seven from a T back. And There's a layup option on seven and eleven if you really want. That's it. actually fair. I actually think Phil. That's point what he was, was mad sort of about. There's like no yeah. layup option like that. You yeah. just basically had to hit two hundred. He also yards. took driver out of the bag that week. That's true. He was yeah. at the Franken talking to some of the USGA people. And some some of the members are like, like, was there any consideration for? playing this as a par four one Number or two seven. of the days. And they said, they said, absolutely not. Cause it was like the, the vestiges of Mike Davis are still around. And we <laughs> did not want to, we did not want to open that door because it just exposes us to, Oh, it's see, it's still the same USGA. They're being cute as hell. Like, you know, damn them. But I think they are back to your question on what holes are really going to mess with guys. I think 15, I mean, if it's oh. like an 80 yard flip wedge, like that was that was a crazy good hole in the Walker Cup. Um, I think that would be just as good. The wind's off the left to a front pin. It's especially if the greens get spicy. Make it like like one do of the that holes, on Saturday. Make it like one of the holes of the abandoned preserve. You know, yeah. just, <laughs> just a little I think, 80 I mean, yards. 14 is a great par five, and the wind is like I saw more guys mess that second shot up today. Just it's an uncomfy hole. Just spin one down the right, or I've heard. They're worried that they're worried that guys are going to blow it into hospitality on purpose instead of going into that bunker up the right. They're just going to play it up the left. Um, like I guess Bryson has said, like yeah, like if 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 the wind's strong enough, like I'm absolutely going to do that. And there's like an open patio over there. I hope he loses his ball up there. Uh, I think 16's a really cool hole. Let's go back to 15 yeah. real quick. They had the pin up on 15 today. It was 120 yards to that front right tongue. And I watched Scotty and Xander and Sam Burns play that hole. And, man, it was just like – it was – a lot of people asked a lot of questions. We got a lot of you know uh, questions. Uh, Nick Franzen asked, what skill do you think will pay the biggest dividends this week on LACC? Driving length, driving accuracy, ball striking, short game, or putting? The answer I want to go with is precision. I mean, it, it just requires a precise golf shot. And what's really interesting, I was talking with Max a little bit about this, about the really thick fescue grass around the bunkers and really close to the greens provides a really interesting challenge because not a lot of golf courses do you get a punishment that greatly outweighs uh, the mistake you've made. You can miss a pin, a hole location by 12 to 15 feet at times. Hand in the cookie jar. And right? be in yeah. a total death spot, right? So you have to... It is going to be a test of your – if you are going to go after that pin in the in that way, you have to get your number right. It is going to be a test of 
just you if you miss the 122 yard shot, you're going to pay a price. And, and a great example of that's like a whole like um, 10 or a whole like 12, where they can put it in these little peninsulas, and you could be like the the pin could be you you could basically hit it two yards short of the pin and be in near lost ankle <laughs> deep rough that you can't find your ball in. I mean, it's, but then you could go long of it and be on a bunch of short grass. And that's a wholly different challenge than, than what you're going to get. You're going to have to have both ends of the spectrum as far as chipping and creativity. And that's where I have, I have a uh, spoiler alert. I'll have, t- I have two picks that I'm going to make in my, in our DraftKings for this week. Like everything we just talked about is what Brooks Kepka does so well. He plays the smart approach shot. He all, I, I'm literally struggling to think of an instance where he's gotten his hand cut in the cookie jar of like where he misses short side with a short iron or a wedge or somewhere that like he, he makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes in the course, but it almost never is like, ooh, he got greedy with that one. It always misses in the fat part of the green. And I that just jump is Brooks. I, I've, I've refused to forget about Brooks in this major. Of course, he won't win it now that I do it, but. I feel like I we all have a horrible habit of just like assuming that he won't do it for whatever reason, and I'm not doing it this I time. I kind of think he should be the pick until he doesn't win the U.S. That's Open. That's totally like, fair. He he deserves the benefit of the doubt. Like he really does. He's just he's a killer in the U.S. Open now. He's healthy again. Like I I don't know why he wouldn't win it. Uh, I just I'm just think mentally he's not going to get messed with like the way that some dudes are. I think that my counterpoint to that, and I don't disagree, but my counterpoint is that. When was the last time Brooks won one of these things, right? The, the, the shape of the greens on the courses that Brooks has won on, save for Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills was kind of a different test. But Beth Page, you know, including PGAs, you've got Beth Page, you've got Bell Reeve, and then... He's the thick, he's the narrow fairway, thick, rough winner. And, and pretty round greens. With, whereas these are, there's, they're almost like two or three greens within a green where like on on 12 for instance if you you know you're gonna you're gonna basically have a totally different green like a a totally different approach shot to a right pin there than you are to anything on the left or anything back middle um to where like it it, i don't know i I think it's diff it's more difficult to to cut these greens into quarters or, or you know into halves there's so much more Elevation and I will weird say though, optical like, shit going he, on. He wins Pebble if he, Gary Woodland doesn't have the week of his life, and those are such little greens that they're essentially like that little section of green that we're talking about here. So, like he's, yeah, I mean, he went. I, I think we can throw out. It's safe to throw out twenty twenty two in majors for him. He went cut t fifty five fifty five cut. Like if you look at his career in majors, that is the outlier. He in recent U.S. Opens going back to seventeen, he went win win second t four. And then last year he was, of course, fifty fifth at Brookline, but that was again an injured, different golfer. And the win at Shinnecock was pro- could probably is probably the closest yep. to this as far as, yep. you know, it's not crazy tight off the tee. It's it's more about the firmness and, and the precision with the irons and everything. Um, he certainly got the. I think it. You know, back to that guy's question. I think it comes down to not only precision, but. Like really, really good mid iron play, really, really good long iron play, because I think that's that's the thing that's going to be tested. Certainly, they're not going to play it way back on all the par threes every day. Like the stated, you know, number on the sign is two eighty two and two seventy four, and there's going to be some variety day to day. But you know, on on 
two of the three par, par fives and on number two and on number five, like they're, they're and, and on uh, 13, like there's some big, big boy golf shots. For sure. No, it's, it's not a driver wedge contest. Um, it didn't like scream Roy McElroy to me. It didn't, you know, there's not a lot of holes where you can bypass trouble with driver or kind of eliminate. Or on the flip side, there's also so many little weird wedges that it, that, that terrifies me too. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 we can, let's make some, we can go from down the odd sheet a little bit, make some picks here. And, and a place you, of course, can do that is the DraftKings Sportsbook. And new customers can download oh, the DraftKings God, Sportsbook good. app and use code NLU. We'll see if I'm good by the end. <laughs> we, we'll get to the end of this one. Use code NLU. And you can make a $5 golf bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, this is my personal LACC, is what's, uh, what's coming up next here. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill uh, Casino and Resort in Kansas and in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific uh, responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash golf terms. That is uh, one thing that, again, we we mentioned this as well, is the pace of play is going to be an issue. Like the log jam that's going to happen, long par four, fifth hole. So you have a long par three, fourth, long par four, fifth hole. We have uh, the sixth is a semi-drivable par four that's just going to be a log jam. And then over to the seventh, which plays 280-plus yards as a par three, into a two-shot par five on the next hole, into a par three total clusterfuck it's going to be a total log jam and then the 11th hole was taking absolutely forever to get guys through today uh and then there's like a crossover there between the 16th hole there it's going to be a nightmare it really is uh expect insane i don't know 545 to longer rounds i think around this course i, I think threesomes. a lot of people are going to look at it somebody's going to come out and shoot 64 65 like i think there's some really low scores out there there's gonna be a lot of birdies and then there's gonna be just enough doubles and and little strings of bogeys lurking to where if you start getting on tilt a little bit you're gonna you're gonna start struggling and i think there's there's something to be said for that where it's gonna be a four-round golf tournament like you can't and and i don't mean that as like a slight to live to uh, live or anything like that i truly mean like we're not doing any of that it's just very much like man like there's like the par threes, for instance, like I think whoever plays the par threes really well is, is going to rise to the top pretty quickly because you just have to execute a lot on those. And it's not like you, there's nowhere to hide. Um, you got to hit the shots and the wind is pretty consistent out of that one direction. And you're hitting a lot of shots that the wind's kind of into off the right. And that's going to be a real like litmus test, I think, for guys with whether it's a hybrid or like, I, I, I don't think I've seen that many guys hitting three woods, five woods, seven woods, hybrids, 
three irons off of off of tees on par threes and into greens on par fours ever at a professional golf tournament. If, if someone shoots 64, we're going to have to chain Randy in his basement. He's going to lose his mind. I think 64-74 is so out there, though. Like, no one's going to go 64-64. It's just somebody's going to thread the needle on a, on a given day. Like, it, it really is a four. I, I'm totally with you on that, TC. It's not like... I, and if you go out and shoot 74 in round one, you're not out of this thing. Like, there are four or five birdies in a row out there if you get hot. It, anytime you get wide-ish fairways, it's it's like the narrow fairways, thick rough has just a bit of gravity to it in terms of you're just not going to hit all of the fairways and you're going to come back towards par at some point. You're going to make bogeys. Brooks made bogeys even at the PGA. Whereas when you have fairways this wide, you can get insanely hot and go on a run. And but in, and you're going to have that 18 holes where you don't end up in one of those lies around the green that totally back, breaks your back. And then the next day you might have three holes in a row where you get in that. It's just the best way, you know, is it a short game contest? I'm not like an expert at like figuring all that stuff out, but I think the best way to is just to avoid needing your short game. Like the more greens, I mean, it's obvious, but like there's not a lot of shots around the green that I, that I think are that possible. Like they're really challenging in a lot of the bunkers and it's, it's going to be a green regulation contest. Like most tournaments are. What would be a final score that we'd pick? What, what do you think it's set in a setting up as? I think it's probably like a minus eight to minus 11. I was going to say double digits. 10. Potentially. Okay. I was going to say 10. Um, that it depends on what their appetite is. I mean, they can make it really firm if they want to, and they can hide pins and make the score artificially high. They can do the PGA Championship thing. I just, I don't, that's not the way they were talking at the media day in terms of what they want to challenge and what they want to test. It's, it does. It seems like they want variety. They do. They, it doesn't seem like they're in it to make it hard for the sake of being hard, which I think can tend to be the more boring side of golf. I think this is the most fun and most engaging. I think there will definitely be people, be people that tune in. I'm talking to you, Randy that uh, don't see their grandfather's U.S. Open and get annoyed at the setup. But it's so much more fun than, say, like a winged foot or something like that to me where you're going to see so many weird shots that you that you very rarely see on any tour, much less in a major. And from that 30-yard pitch over a bunker to like the thinnest, shallowest green you've is, ever seen. Is winged foot the worst U.S. Open in the last 10 years? I hate, I hated it so much. That I don't want bad. to get into relitigating yeah. that. I hated it so much, though. But I, I think what's interesting about this and what makes it different than, like, quote-unquote, easy PGA Tour setups, like, this is real ones only. There will be no pretenders at this U.S. Open. No, like, really that, don't think like so. those 30, 35, 40-yard wedge shots or, or the 82-yard shot on, tight. on 15, like... Those are among the hardest shots they'll face all day. And I think going back to precision, precision isn't just with a 242-yard flighted three iron. It's, it's you know, because also it's like you're switching from different modes. You're teeing off one. It's like an auto birdie if you're in the fairway in, you know, anywhere in a decent spot. Like 590 par 5 down downhill. Downhill, downwind. Like, and then two, you know, you flip right back around in George Thomas style. Like two, you get up there and... It's like probably a harder hole. Like it might play above the scoring average for number one, and it's par four. And then, you know, three is like this really wonky, weird par four where you, you're hitting over this barranca and then into this half pipe and crazy dependent upon where the pin is. And then four, you know, it's like this this give and take, This it's volume back and forth between birdie hole, really tough hole, birdie hole, you know, and then it like, and then four and five are tough, and and 
you get in some of these bunkers and it's like like on on six if you're in that back bunker like you're at best you're probably making five on that hole and it's a sub 300 yard par four so i thought of an instance where brooks made a dumb mistake shinnecock final round 11th hole he hit it in that bunker short side of himself bad spot i think he'd had to pitch out before he basically was like all right i'm just gonna accept this i'm gonna make double here or he hit it out to 20 feet and made the putt and was like oh shit like this dude like he he, even when he makes mistakes like he can erase them that that was i think a great example of like the discipline of like all right i'm not gonna try to get this uh, bunker shot close i'm gonna accept like maybe doubles in play but i'm not gonna make i think something worse one thing with brooks that really should pretend well here is you know going back to your point about iron play like avoiding really really long weird lag putts because you can have some weird ones on these greens even if he gets them like brooks that's brooks's calling card who's so good at that at the bj we were talking about that yeah i almost asked that question in the press conference like why are you so good at lag putting but it seemed like a waste of a question but it, i don't know like he's he's and these greens like they're not extreme like they're there's just they're not gimmicky. They're not extreme. They're just really, they're, they're just like really cerebral. There's so much going on. There's so much subtlety. There's so much external mounding and stuff that's going on that catches your eye. But, you know, there's, it's, it, they're really, really captivating greens. I'm just looking at um, a stat that I feel like is a little bit of, em- at least somewhat emphasis on is going to be like from fairway shots, which in- would include tee shots over 200 yards so far this year. And for guys that I'm going to put you, I'm going to say a minimum of 100 shots having to be hit, which eliminates uh, a lot of uh, some of the guys like Bryson on this list that you know we don't have enough data on. But like Scotty Scheffler's hit 136 uh, shots from that range, which is really high, and he's in the 97th percentile of strokes gained in that area. So like, that's that's really good. But guys that also jump off the page, like Bryson's done really well with those, but in, in limited uh, sample size. But like Tom Hoagie has low-key been really good at that. Justin Rose been really good at that shot. Um, yeah. Team Rose is scary, like good fit for this place. Gary Woodland and Tony Finau way up there on that one as well. And then, yeah, there's going to be plenty of shots from the 150 to 200 range as well, where we see Kepka really thrive, Xander, Morikawa, obviously. Be up there, right? Max has not been up there this year. What about last year? I could okay, okay. I could do some diving into that. A I, I like like I think Cam Smith fits the bill of like not the most accurate driver in the world, but he's probably going to miss on the proper side and then and there's different kinds of rough out there too right yeah. you've got the thick kind of bermuda stuff that the ball sits down in you've got the fescue around the greens you've got some stuff that they've been trying to water a little bit they've cut some of it down as well like they cut there, there was rough between one and 18 they were worried that guys were gonna you know take it up one fairway if they did that so they which i don't there's that's no a terrible there. angle there's over no there, there, so I think they kind of called their bluff there. I don't know. I think there's a guy like a Max or a, or a Cam Smith, like somebody who's who I I'm putting like Cam Young. Even like you're putting money on them if they're up there standing over the ball with a four or a five iron. Cameron Young's been horrible lately. His putting's been I really bad. I can't figure bad. Cameron Young out I know. at all. It's not been it's not been good lately. Can I just run down some odds real quick? I know I teased that with the read, but. Um, I'm going to do them in, in British style, which is a lot easier to understand. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite at 7-1. to one. Oh, I thought you were going to do a British accent. I'm really excited <laughs> there for a sec. Can you repeat these in a British accent? Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> this is 4-1. to 7-1 to one for Scotty. Rom is 9-1. to one. Brooks, 11-1. to one. I would call that proper respect for Brooks. I mean, he, he can't do the whole chip on his shoulder thing. 
Uh, Rory fourteen to one, Cantlay fourteen to one, Xander eighteen to one, Hovland eighteen to one, and then we have Cam Smith at twenty five to one, Hatton, Max, and Spieth at twenty eight to one, Fitzpatrick, DJ Morikawa at thirty five, Finau, Fleetwood, Rose, Hideki, Cameron Young, Bryson at forty, Ricky at forty five, Sungjae, JT, Jason Day at fifty. Siwoo, Shane Lowry at 60. Then we have Sam Burns, 65. P is 70. You were liking P a little bit yeah. uh, there, TC. P is looking large. Thick, huh? Adam <laughs> Scott. or like, you know, less. Uh, less. <laughs> I, I, will, I will abstain. abstain I will plead the fifth. Of, uh, <laughs> Allegedly. I didn't, I didn't see Jay out there today, though. Who? Did, I did not see Lady J. Oh, out I there. thought you meant Jay Monahan. I was no. like, what? I don't think Monahan's going to be here. Reed, Scott, Clark, Wyndham Clark at 70 to 1. Corey Connor, 75. Russell Henley, eight, 80 to 1. Same with Mido. Joaquin Neiman's all 90 to 1. He was, he, he was jumping off the page at me. Joaquin and Sahith. Sahith at 90, at 90 as well. Keegan, uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, aka Denny McCarthy. Minwoo Lee at plus uh, 100. Then Gary Woodland won this championship four years ago. Plus, I'll tell you who's jumping off the one. page of me. He wasn't earlier, but he is now Hideki. Yeah. I watched like, him hit balls today for a little bit. Long iron. Just fun to watch him. Yeah. Just striping the ball. Guys, it's... Ne- ne- but like Scotty. It's Scotty. <laughs> it's Scotty. And, and, it's terrifying. He has got to just putt it okay. Uh, I watched him putt a little bit today on the putting green. Didn't look great. It didn't like. I, it wasn't like. Oh, it, it looked like a guy still struggling with it. In case you were curious if any there were any developments since the memorial. Even if he just puts regular bad and not like yeah. bad bad, he's he's it's right over. there. Be a it's goldfish, over. Scotty. Just be a goldfish. Just forget about the bad misses. He needs aim point. I'd be willing to suspend my. You need to ban aim point uh, bit if Scotty Scheffler adopts it and wins this because he. Uh, I'm picking, no, then you definitely have to ban it. Yes. It should be banned anyways. But yes, but that's if Scotty song. adopts it and wins, I would like, love to hear the worst from another player. And maybe we could ask this tomorrow. Someone tell us, like, off the record, but we could tell us, like, what is it that he's doing poorly? Is he making bad reads? Is he making bad strokes? Because people have to notice. Like, you're yeah. currently one of the worst putters on tour who's good, who's a good player. So, like, they have to be like, oh, man, like, I got to look away because it's just, you know. If I'm listening to this pod and you hear me pick Scotty Scheffler, that means pick John Rahm. Because I picked wrong between the two of them every single time. Every single time, I, I, I picked Scheffler for the Masters, uh, and I picked Rahm for the PGA, and, of course, Scotty almost won the PGA. We could of course, split the difference and share the winnings. Like, maybe you know, just this pick is how both. we get rich together. I don't yeah. know exactly what you're supposed to do here, but I'm only having two picks this week. It's going to be Scotty and Brooks to win, and I, I'm taking them versus the field. That's how I'm, I'm playing the game this week, but... Do you have any picks you want to... Oh, we're going picks already? What? what? I mean, come on. We're 35 oh minutes gosh. into this. I mean, you know I got to pick Tommy. I know you do. What other picks you do you have? You know I got to do it to him. <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about Tommy? You, we, didn't, we were on the pod. You, you yeah. didn't get a chance to really unpack some of that. Yeah, I was going to... A lot of Canadians cases are, on all are you demanding <laughs> your like, full apology. Well, first of all, the Canadian Open at this point, is, is it's, it's not even a national open because they refuse to hold it outside of Ontario. It's disgusting. It's like a provincial open. And that course was not good. And the fans were like i've never seen such classless fans anywhere ever it was <laughs> what they were saying to tommy like they were cheering miss putts they were rooting for his ball to get in the water it was gross do you think england should sanction canada for I, their I just, behavior i don't know like i just the, think the canada should... just not acceptable right like we, we should skip the canadian open next year wow. or i should say the ontario open next year uh and, and as far as tommy's concerned 
Listen, I'm just going to go back to he made that putt, the birdie putt on you know, after the really bad shift on uh, was that the second playoff hole. That was really, really impressive, you know, and I know he was laying back to try to hit the mini driver uh, on 18 there. This is not your best work, TC. He, this listen, is not your best I think, work. I, I don't know where we go from here. I, I do know where we go. We double down on him. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Turn it here. Are you ready for your suit and tie apology? Premium. I, I'm getting the suit and tie apology I, if I pick him or not. So oh, I might as true. well pick him. I, uh, uh, Randy was trying to hint. He, he doesn't think it's suit and tie. I think it's his black tie apology. I have a, I have a tux as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how did Tommy seem to you today? I talked to Finno. I didn't talk to Tommy today. I swear, I, <laughs> you guys thought I was joking when I told you this story earlier. This this happened immediately. He sees me, and goes, oh. "Oh, I was like, hey, great playing, man! Like, really, you, that was one of your best efforts that, that we've seen from you." He's like, "Ah, I was thinking about Tron down the stretch," <laughs> and I wow. was like, "I was like, it's weighing what? on your guy." I was like, you, "What?" He's like, "I swear to God, I was thinking about. I was thinking about how how happy he would be if I won this." <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he said this out loud. And I told TC that, and even he didn't believe me. He, he did not I still believe think me. you're bullshitting I, me. I swear to God he said that. Uh, I I'm swear. Not to, I'm not to find him tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> no, I truly, I don't know, like going back to Shinnecock, right? He played his ass off at Shinnecock. This is a great golf tournament for him. He's got that mini driver working, which, you know, could be great on some of these, these weird driving holes. Uh, he's a great long mid iron player. Can we do before next year's U.S. Open? Will you note this KVV that we need to do it? Uh, I know we kind of are going back to '90s to do deep dive pods. Can we just skip one and do one just on 2018 Shinnecock? Like between Phil hitting the moving putt, them losing the golf course Saturday, overwatering it on Sunday, Tommy shooting 63, Tommy shot one on 64 Shinnecock too. Yeah. We might as well just well, do a right. Shinnecock, Shinnecock deep yeah. dive. But I think just that 18 one was so so sick. I actually that was fun because I hung out with like. Uh, Tommy and the his caddy. It's still the same caddy, right? Finno. Yeah, Finno. Yeah, Finno. Yeah. In like the lounge there, where they were waiting for like an hour and a half, and wrote like a fun story about like what's it like when you have to wait two hours to find out if you won the U.S. Open. So it'll be our first ever deep dive where there's first person anecdotes in it. <laughs> God, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Rom this week. Does Pat? Does Patrick Cantlay worry me? Yeah, he does. Really. A lot. I think this is. See, look, do you want to do what not to win or what? What? I'm probably going to gonna pick him not to win. Okay, because I was going to assume him or Xander. Uh, we can we can pound those out if you want. I'm Hov, gonna... Like I don't know what to do with Hovland. I really like Cam this week. So I think Cam. I mean, how many can I pick? Two, you said. One more. You have Fleetwood, and you get you get one more. I mean, I'll, I'll, like for my picks, I'm probably going to go with like Tommy Cam. Speed. What was the point Max. of asking how many do I get and me telling you one more and naming four more? Team guys? Rose is really catching my eye. Hideki's really catching my eye. You know who else is catching my eye? Cut his mic. Cut his mic. For, for, <laughs> for a top five. I can't do it. A top five at. I like, can mute him in StreamYard, but I can't when we're in he's person. One, he's 150 to one, and I think this suits his game so well. Cam Davis. Okay. I could see him like it's really nippy around the greens. This was, and, this was my fault. I shouldn't have asked. KVV, do you have any picks? Of to win or to not? I'm totally confused to win. about what to we're doing. Yeah, I'm confused too. Uh, I gotta go, Scotty. I that's I I keep wavering on a little bit, but I I really do think like I I don't think anybody's gonna putt great. Uh, you guys watching your video, it seemed like the putting was a little bit uh, you know it was hard to read putts exactly. Please don't use our video to base uh, your. What's the whole point of it, right? What's the whole point of media day? The greens are super pure. Like, Another thing, Tommy said is like I watched your video on this. He's like I've been that too. I, I've marked in my book. Don't go long of six. <laughs> So you know that meme that I love about where the guy knocks over the first domino and then it, and it says, I yeah. feel like you guys tweeting, like starting knowing up in like 2014 and the last one, it's like Tommy 
blowing tournaments because you're thinking about Tron and <laughs> Canada declaring war on the United States because of Tron's comments. Uh, but that's where, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> you're not talking about Max at all. Why not? Okay, it's my turn to pick who's yeah, gonna pick win. Your shit. I, Scotty's gonna win. You just yeah, right. you just said like unequivocally, Scotty's gonna win. Scotty's, I thought that was it. Scotty's gonna win, and I think uh, Xander cannot win. Cannot okay. win. So I actually kind of like Xander's setup. I do this. too. Yeah, but, I mean, I like Xander's setup for it, every it, major, but like it, Xander doesn't prove win it to me. Like I've I've I was a believer in Xander for a brief period. Where I was like, why doesn't this guy like win every? It's every iron. Looks like it's absolutely starts on target. And for whatever reason, like he's been kind of low key, not great in majors in the last two yeah. years, right? Yeah, he is one top ten in the last six majors, uh, really in the last seven majors, going back even to the old course. Um, but it's been like T thirteen, T fourteen, T fifteen, T ten, T eighteen. It's not been it's not been what we've expected out of him because he he does have ten top tens in twenty four majors in his career. That's really fucking good. I don't honestly, I don't think Rory can win. Uh, I think it's just not a great. We're game. hopefully trending towards Liverpool. Like, uh, yep. I, I don't think his. We're on the lake, baby. I don't think his wedge game is quite where it would need to be to win. I guess I actually think his low key. He's become a pretty good U.S. Open player in the last you know few years. He, he started out being like, yo, if I don't have it, like I'm I'm ejecting. I mean, Aaron Hills. He, was he went through a phase. Horrendous. With, he was bad. Yeah, but now he like legitimately grinds. I mean, he may not always have the game to win it, but like he was in it in Brookline. Like he was. Halfway through Pebble, he was like, okay, he was kind of around it. I mean, he's he's not a like quit and be like, all right, I don't have it anymore. He'll he, he'll grind it. There's also 16 through 18, yeah. he went cut, cut, cut the US Open, which is sick for a player of that talent, uh, to T9, T8, T7, T5. There's also some holes that if you can hit a high draw like he does off the tee, that you can gain a massive advantage. Like talking about 16, for instance, like if you can clear that bunker. It could be fun to watch three, him play. I just don't know how down the middle, like right. three thirty-five adjusted to cover that bunker but right it's now. It's downhill, downwind. It's not really down. That one was not really downwind. I watched dudes. If I you watched draw it though. It, you, you ride you, the wind. It's the I, same. It's I, almost, it's similar angle to like to like one. I talked guys about this. You don't have to cover the bunker. Like you can yeah. if you land it in the center of the fairway with right with, to with left shape. It's gonna get down there anyways. But, but that, like that, that like that's what I'm saying is like getting down past that instead of just because I think there's some guys that are going to hit three wood on that hole and have a hundred. I don't think anybody's hitting three wood in. on 16. It's 542 on the card. I think every, everyone, I watched that hole a lot today. A lot of dudes pounding driver on that one. Yeah. That bunker was a magnet. I think the whole key is like, you just have to avoid that bunker, but it's, it's that's an interesting tee shot. It's wide, but like if you play all the way down the right, like you're going to have a mile in and like, so guys were hugging, hugging, hugging that bunker and I watched Scheffler fall into it. Like it was, that was an interesting tee shot. I like watching shots like that more than, you know, these long, narrow par fours where it's a, a hit it and pray that it somehow ends up in the fairway. And you can hit a great drive and it runs through in the rough anyway. It's a tough course for depth perception because you have these long vistas, you know, both on the, on the hole and within the course. And then you see, you know, just miles and miles of the foothills and, and the mountains in the background. And there's some really good drives, like two. I mean, two, I think, is is up there. 17, like, the the closing stretch, you're going to have to drive your golf ball. Like, uh, 14, 16, 17, 18. Like, you better be, you better be hidden from the fairway on that closing stretch because otherwise, like, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. I'm getting breaking news coming through the wire. 
that we have new no laying up rangefinder designs and a premium carrying case available now on precisionprogolf.com slash NLU from now until June 20th. Get $30 off all rangefinders with their Father's Day sale. Get the new NLU designs today. We've been using the NX10 for over a year now. This rangefinder has been everything we've needed and more. It locks onto a target. It is uh, lightning quick. It has additional features such as slope switch, HD optics, and magnetic cart mounts. It has uh, made the NX10 our go-to choice. You will not find a a better customer care package in golf. Free battery replacements to industry-leading customer service and a 90-day money-back guarantee. There's a reason Precision Pro has been our trusted partner for years now. So don't wait. Go to precisionprogolf.com slash NLU to save $30 and get the no-laying-up NX10 rangefinder and case today. Uh, I'm going to take two names uh, for can't win because uh, can't lay automatically slot into this, you know, on a, a, you know, four times a year basis. Kelly's low key been pretty good in majors lately. He's been, he's been sniffing around, but I'm still going to do it. And I'm going to put Rory in. I picked him to win at Oak Hill. I thought he actually played a very good tournament at Oak Hill. You do two can't wins. I I do two pretty much every time now. Yeah. I don't do the Randy thing where I name out. He, Randy broke the system. He he nails 15 guys and uh, undoubtedly gets tripped up at this point, but uh, I'm going to do two. Who can't win, TC? Who's not going to win? God, I, I'll probably pick Xander, just because he doesn't he doesn't win. That's not what he does. And then uh, who else is jumping out at me? I'll say Vic. I think this is a tough. Gonna be a tough course for him to around the greens. I was going to pick Memphis Badger because like only two people have won back to back U.S. Opens in the last like fifty years, and so but that would be sort of a dirty. Yeah, you're kind of game. Di- that's that's kind of dirty. That's one if you take him, you got to take a second name. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's not quite playing the game. I know that's you. Why I didn't pick. I know you're new here, but like I didn't come pick on. him. Well, okay. hold on here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just said that's why I didn't. I'll pick tell him. you who's, who's kind of like, you're doing a TC going down the leaderboard yeah. on who won't win. Looking at the odds here, I find it interesting that Tyrrell Hatton twenty eight to one. Morikawa is 35 to 1. I know Morikawa hasn't been playing great golf, but the back injury, I think, is probably back. scaring people okay. a little bit. He uh, got a couple questions about the back. I saw him hitting shots. I saw him hit a, a three wood on seven today that looked like a very good shot. But one thing I noticed was he was doing the uh, like the squat down to tee up his golf ball, like the not athletic golfer move to tee up a golf ball, which again, I don't know. He, he withdrew from the memorial with back spasms. I. Don't know what the full report is on the back, but that I can report that I saw that on 7T today. Enough to say, like, that's not great because this should be a freaking great golf course for him. When we talk about long iron play and fairway wood play, like the whistling straight stuff that worked so well for him at the Ryder Cup should also play really well here. And, uh, yeah, didn't see that. Saw DJ hit some really skanky shots on 11 today. Yeah, uh, that didn't – but it's Monday. Like, I've been fooled many times in practice rounds before. DJ probably that. hasn't touched a club in a couple weeks. <laughs> he did not look like he stretched at all uh, before he went out there. He's today. probably been reading all about the merger. He wants to find out, you know, whether uh, – we're, we're not getting, talking uh, about that today. I, there was one joke. We, we're talking low golf. Key, we made low it so key, far. How fun is it going to be to watch Bryson – Hit like an eighty-two yard wedge with like his his seven iron length sand wedge, like an eighty-two yard shot with that. Like that's that's an unnecessary added degree of difficulty, right? I'm not writing Bryson off with this though. I mean, I think that was a. I know it's very different than Oak Hill, but that was a really very legitimate performance from him. There's a brief period where Bryson looked like he was like the greatest U.S. Open player of all time. Like he was, he should have won at freaking Tory. He just completely imploded. And a wildly good long to mid-iron player. Yeah. 
Just, I, have yeah. we not talked enough about Rom? I mean, you did say he's going to win the Grand Slam, so like, got about <laughs> which that. that's gone out the window. That's now. Out, yeah, now do, that's do you need gone. to apologize? Oh, yeah. uh, I will. I, I I will not apologize. Maybe at the end of the year, I'll apologize Can for I? it. But uh, I, mean, if he, I feel like if he won, you know, this and Liverpool and the Ryder Cup, that would be like almost a Grand Slam. So that's still in play. It'd be really, really noteworthy. Um, Rom doesn't quite seem like he's got it fully right now i mean t50 at the pga t16 at the memorial um i mean if you look at like scotty's gaining like a shot and a half per round on him t to green like that's a lot that's six shots over the course of a tournament right so if i'm like, stacking the two up next to each past, other past past returns or past results don't necessarily guarantee future returns Sally. i understand that i do understand that um but I don't know. It's just not quite jumping off the page at me right now. I don't know why exactly, but again, like I said, I've picked wrong between the two of them every single time, but it has been a, a trend-ish down from an obviously like unsustainably good period of golf. But I mean, he had like a, again, this is the, the nerd shit that I love, but like a 25-round moving average around the genesis of gaining three and a half shots per round, which is insane and that's now back down to 2.1 it was truly insane it was insane but now he's like returned to like where the Cantleys and Xanders live like which are really they're really underrated players because they live in that 2.1 2.2 area like for entire sustained years and people don't really notice it and that's where Rom's like 25 round moving average is so uh I want to hear about your thoughts on Spieth both of you took the words out of my mouth. I, just was in, yeah. Come on, I, I looked. I looked Michael in the eye today. I, yeah, he had that look in his eye. <laughs> Michael does. <laughs> look deep into his soul. Yeah. Like, tell me more. Well, I mean, look, feeling, guy, feeling wide speedy, fairways, baby. Got to have a good short game. Got to be a good wedge player. Uh, you know, can get a hot with a putter. Well, the driver's looking good these days. Uh, it's like a quirky it. course. I'm it's never hosted it. a U.S. Open before. He's a pretty cerebral this, player. What happened the last time they played a U.S. Open on a course that not had been hosted a U.S. Open before? Bouncy. Tell us, tell uh, us why we're crazy, Sally. I just, I, I, Let's I listen, just listen. Data Golf only has him at a one point one moving average uh, uh, under par. You know, it's it's, it's not going to get it done. It's definitely a guy who could shoot sixty four one day. I, I, it's still just not adding up the, the 72 hole consistency for me. I, he has periods of time where he just totally blacks out. And man, I, I, I had this. I, I said might this, black out if he had lead like, on said, Sunday. I don't think I could watch I it. I might fly back out. <laughs> Dude, I, I think, I think we have a, a, I don't want to say this is a new era of golf, but I think the hurdle to clear is just different now. When you have a Scotty and a Rom and now a return of Brooks. Like the, the hurdle's higher even for Rory. Like convince me Rory's gonna beat those guys. And Speeth is not to the level that Rory's at right now. So like I listen, am I Don't emotionally really? he's not even like remotely I mean Speeth's a, a plus one point three eight this year, which is what's Rory? Uh I can get that for you, but like Rory does not dip to that ever. And like Speeth's kind of just been that guy for like I hate to say this, but like five years now. Rory's plus 2.2. Tell me Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> Rory's plus 2.2. And like his worst year, 2021, was plus 1.6. This is a real golf course. It is. But I'm just saying, like, like a, on a real golf course, like you give me, like, Scott, you want me to get more hyped about Scotty or Spieth? Like, I, that's a mountain to climb if I'm Jordan Spieth to beat that dude that is hitting the ball that I good. I want to believe in something. So I want to believe too. I would love to, but like, we need an insanely hot ball striking week or an insanely hot putting week and when was the last time 
we've seen Spieth kind of be greater than some of his parts to get close to winning some tournaments and and clipped off. How many has he won? And he's won two over the last five years. That's tough. Like, that's it's. I think so we need to like zoom a, out on this a little bit. Like but he injured, almost could have won. Like he's like an injured. <laughs> he's like an injured dove. We're we're nursing him back to health. And once he gets with like a dropper, like, you know, like some milk and a yeah. dropper. Yeah. Uh, why well, do why you push he, back on any of that? Uh, it's like it's truly a belief thing. Of like, hey, I've seen him do uh, this shit before belief. on course on a course like Augusta or Chambers Bay where it's relatively wide off the tee, and you know, I don't know. And I, I'm starting to feel like Sahith is like mini Spieth as far as their you know the way that they play golf, and it's just all over the fucking place. But but it's kind of disconcerting watching Spieth these days because the stuff that used to really hold him back, the driver is, seems like driver's good. He's taking a massive step forward with that, while while at the same time, so that that's what gives me hope. Okay, is the fact that I think that other shit's still in there, and you know, the, like if the driver's that much better, that raises his raises his possibility. I think. Why aren't you selling me on big tone? I probably should be, but we've not really seen. Uh, big tone is not. He's not where I go when major championships happen. All right, he's, he's just well, that's, not. Tommy's exactly where I go when major championships. How's happen. that working out for you? Has that worked out for you? A lot you of top fives, my man. How many top fives does he have? Don't I don't think you want to do Tommy versus versus uh, Tone. I, I got a lot of messages about that this morning. Of I don't know if TC wants this smoke. I don't think you want this. Uh, Tommy, top fives in majors. He's got five of them. Yeah. That's a lot. And not like fluffer ones either. Like solo second, solo second, fourth. What ones is he really contending though? Portrush, Shinnecock. Yeah, I mean he shot what sixty three yeah. or sixty four at Shinnecock. Yeah, I mean that was a true like although he got the good end of that. He Open was, championship twenty nineteen. Where was that at? Open in nineteen was, was that Port Rush? That was Port Rush. Yeah. So yeah. he was not close on that if one. If he played well that day, he could have really put yeah. the pressure on Lowry and won that, but Big Tone has four top fives in majors. So Advantage Tommy. By one. Big Tone's also like 42. Was there any of those that... <laughs> was there any of those Big that Tone's t- 33. Did Tone really contend, though, in a major? Like, I think we can legit find two majors that Tommy was, like, really in contention. 2019. Right? Masters. That's true. That's, um, that's one. D- Fina was one year older than, than Tommy. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the links you will go to for this man. I, I will say, people were all over me about, like, oh, like, Tommy has... The strength of field for the for both the Abu Dhabi championships that Tommy won plus the French Open stop. was hey, stop. far stronger. Stop. It was like three three twenty versus like two hundred. Finau's got ten top tens in majors. Tommy has five. So yeah, like Tommy, like he only finishes top five. Like he's either in it or he's top five. Anyway, let's Lest get away. We from get that. mired in this. We got to talk about Victor Hovland. Yeah, could have won the last major. Uh, is certainly trending in the right direction. Uh, I'm long Victor. I'm just not long on him on this golf this course. course with the the weird short game stuff going on around some of the some of the spots that you can get into. Short game's been better. Certainly put in a lot of work there. Yeah, but I also think as someone who you know chipping off nippy Bermuda is a lot different than. Listen, I know. <laughs> I know. I yeah, I've seen. Right I, was, there. I, <laughs> I felt. I felt yours deeply. I, I, I'm going to push back on this a little bit because I don't know how many spots you're actually chipping off grainy Bermuda here. Like the the ball's going to like. There's a lot of bunkers. There's a lot of thick rough around the bunkers. I don't see a ton of spots where balls get to runoffs. Like I don't see like a full on Southern Hills. There's a couple like spot of like four like off of 13 green on the left there. 
a little bit, but like you can kind of putt there if you really want to. Um, I think that would be the wrong reason to eliminate Victor. I agree it doesn't like jump off the page, but the ball striking's been really good. And if he doesn't need to chip that much, um, the the putting's been really good. Obviously, putted great at Memorial, putted great at the PGA, putted great at the Schwab. I think that would be the. I I don't know. I kind of was have been with you, but I think that'd be the wrong reason to write him off. Okay. I can, uh, I can it might if that. you want to say his bunker play is not very good and like his crafty shots around with the uh, from the rough around the greens maybe not great I'm with you there I just don't think it's like we need to worry about the chipping yips with him I think his ball striking is good good enough to where he's not going to be in the bunkers all that much I, so. I'm kind of there as well KBV? yeah I don't think that uh, I don't know I mean I just don't feel, it doesn't feel like a victor course I, I feel like I had more faith in him to win that PGA than I do this but it Obviously. doesn't feel like a course, but it does feel like a Victor time. And these yeah, little time windows true. are... I'm are, long on Victor. ...are you weird how they your time, yeah, as opposed to And this to is like, a Victor era. Like, yeah, I, I, there's yeah. there's not... Era. This is a Victor era? <laughs> it, I, mean that in a very, era. I mean that in a very short term period. Like, the way these, like, sliding windows work in majors is like, we're going to play four of these over the course of a three-month period. And you're either in that time or you're not like, is this JT's time right now? Does it feel like a JT era? Maybe that's the wrong word, but like, no, of course it absolutely does not. But it feels like, dude, this is, if you're going to, you know, get in, out, get grab bonk, like it's right now for Victor. Like I, I don't, I would not, there's not five guys I would take over him this week. Okay. Can I, uh, can I bring up a name? Please do. Medium Dick Rick. Ooh. Not his era. Uh, but you know, significantly better player. You're saying for a good week, or are you talking to threaten to win the U.S. Threaten. Opens? I mean, he's been racking up top top twenty finishes here. He's seemingly trending. He's been playing better and better and better. He's a Southern California guy. I'm just saying, he used to be the best putter on the planet. Ricky's numbers are really freaking <laughs> right. Good. They're really freaking good. I feel like he kind of cooled off there for a little bit, but the numbers don't really. Forty five to one. Uh, we got Sung Jay right after him. Sung Jay, possibly a dark horse here. Uh, JT, 50 to 1. It's wild. What's up with JT? It's wild, and I don't see a lot of people lining up to, to take that. No. I, he's injured. I just I still don't like <laughs> believe that he's not Is he hurt injured. or injured? He's injured? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I mean, if he's hurt, then he needs to get out there. Yeah. But if he's injured, he needs to shut it down. No, I think, I mean, I've, I've heard various people say that he's injured. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know if he wants to talk about that or not, but that's, that's what I've heard. So. J-Day, anybody buying there? I feel like he weirdly spent everything at the Byron Nelson. <laughs> and doesn't, he like, like, reached he up, the mountaintop and he's like, I can't, I can't go any farther. When, when he showed up at the PGA and elected not to play <laughs> I don't a know what accent that was. Yeah, it's still my the thing here. But you guys have so much to talk about. You should really squash your long beef because you could tell him about you know your sinuses and how he's had you know the maybe sinuses, you should get that allergies. Like yeah. you guys could really have a summit. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm not sure he would be down with that. <laughs> well, I think we should maybe I'll broker that. Uh, how about the fact that we have not talked about Colin Morikawa? It shows like how he's tumbled down like the world golf rankings in the fact especially that especially as a California guy. And yeah, he's eight, elite eight, iron player in the world now. Like. I, if you don't give us like a hint of of hot putting, then yeah, that's that's how it's gonna go. But that's that's Scotty too, right? And we're talking about him to win. It, but the difference in ball striking is 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 that vast. It Which is. isn't that crazy to think that we're saying that like, oh yeah, like there's a significantly better ball striker out there than Colin Morikawa right now. Like we were talking about, well, he's just gonna give himself more chances forever. I mean, I think he kind of got shook by the this century in the beginning of the year when 
Ron Brand, Ron Branham down. Like I, he hasn't been the same player since. And I'm I'm, I'm probably I'm being too dramatic by saying that the, the gap, the iron play is very close. Like they both they've both been wildly good. It's just Scotty's that much better of a driver of the golf ball, and Scotty's short game and chipping is is just really really freaking good. Um, what uh, Shane Lowry? Are we too far down the board? I mean, we can do all kinds of threats for for guys to have good weeks, but are we, are we talking about winning this well, tournament? I'm or? just saying, like no, anybody just among these guys sticking out. Yeah, we're talking about like, hey, top five in the mix. You know, I, I can see. Sh- I mean, Shane Lowry like contended at Oakmont. Yeah. Like, you know, that was a course that had you know a lot of different. Can't fake it. Yeah, fake no. it there. It's a real big boy course. Um, I just think this this kind of spot on the on the odds sheet is interesting. You got Shane Lowry, underrated element here, Bermuda grass, Bermuda burns. Mm. Not on the greens, though. It's bent on the greens. Correct. But just, you know, hitting off Bermuda, <laughs> you know, hitting off Bermuda uh, fairways. I think it sets up pretty well for P, like concerningly so. And then I think Adam Scott, I think Adam Scott's been playing great golf. I think he'll probably be in the top 10, top 20, right? You know, floating around there and just see if he can get it over the hump, but probably not. What if it's like a contest between Adam Scott and Scotty, like hitting it to five feet and just missing every putt like over and over again? It'd be sick. <laughs> I just, I'm rooting for volatility. I want to see some, I think, I think we're due for some big swings down the stretch or down, you know, even if it's on Saturday, may, you know, somebody may lift and separate a little bit, but speaking know, of volatility, like, Hey, like a, you know, somebody makes birdie, somebody makes double, somebody makes birdie on the next, like it, there's going to be all sorts of, there's so like, I think the margins are really thin out there. Speaking of volatility, place. what if I told you there's a guy in the field, wide fairways, great short game, six major championships. If oh were my to God. Win, complete That'd be the, the career. Funniest Southern California slam. guy Southern too. Southern California guy, home game models off the charts. I I'm obsessed with the fact that he's not playing out there Monday or Tuesday. He's, he went home Share and that. He's I think practicing uh, at home. Uh, he's, he's not here uh, right now. He's, he's going to uh, show up on Wednesday. That's vintage, Phil. I mean, that's... <laughs> maybe there's a graduation he can attend or something. <laughs> I don't know, some, maybe a neighbor's graduation. Hopefully he's helicoptering back and forth from home, you know, like that. A book club he that could would go be interesting. to. Maybe, yeah, he could like... Uh, he's commuting this week. Yeah. So, now listen, though, like, if Phil... This is a, I think this is Phil's last chance to win an Open. No, to win a U.S. Open. No, I don't think so. I think this is it. Really? Yeah. I think Pinehurst feels like... Is he going to be a, a year older? He didn't play that great last time I was at Pinehurst. Like, But it feels like he's all, he's almost nursing... I know he's a year older, but he's almost nursing himself back to health, both mentally... I, he's and, played well in one of the major championships this year. Like This is a place where there's quirky short game shots. Nobody's better at... Quirky short game shots. We got to pull off crazy we shit. Also, Here's what I think Shin- yeah. Also, it would be such. It's the moment. I know we're not going to talk about the thing no, that's going on I'm right about now. To. But it would be an ultimate fuck you from him to be like stunt on everybody. Here's what should happen: If Phil wins the U.S. Open, okay. everyone has to go to live. Everybody go. Like that should that should be the stakes this week. It would be the sickest flex of all time. Whatever the hell this merger thing is, I can't keep track of it. Like everyone just go to live. Like so <laughs> Phil wins. Phil was right about everything if he goes and wins this US Open. God, you're gonna be really nervous coming down the stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Phil's paired with Keegan. I think he's I think he's gonna be putting the hard sell on Keegan to join Liv. Hey, Phil Liv might be going away. Your boy, your, your boy Steely's out here. <laughs> um, so something I want to throw just looking at of course uh data golf because it's an amazing trend index like looking at how like the top dudes what they're doing over the last 20 rounds 
of all the top guys, the guys that are not trending, not playing like to their normal ability, Cantlay is a little bit negative. Rory is big time negative, um, well below his like baseline. Finau also way below his baseline. Morikawa way below his baseline. Day, Sungjae, and JT. Those are the names that that jump out in terms of guys that are over the last twenty rounds are playing way below. Uh, their normal expectations. I would have thought Max would be in there, but uh, I'm glad to hear he's not. He might uh, be around. Uh, f- uh, oh, sorry, Max is definitely in there as well. I I did not get far enough down the uh, down the list on that one. DJ way down there as well, but yeah, Max is almost a full shot underneath like his baseline over the last. Anybody you guys minutes. like that's kind of off down the board, off the board, just to surprise some people this week. Surprise some people or potentially win because I think that's a deal. I think probably like just no, like a hey, like this guy's 250 plus to win and he's, he's gonna get a top 10. You think I didn't see that walking around this place? I nothing was just like I mean, Min Woo Lee kind of picked there. I mean, like, that's he's certainly off the I'll tell you who's jumping out at me on that Justin Suh. Mm. 300 yeah. to one. Is he really 300 to I can't one? That's, figure out, like, that's a pretty how or steal. Why. Another guy like. Taylor Montgomery, three hundred to one. I know he's cooled off significantly, but like this place should suit his. his well, Justin his says eighteen to one for a top ten. Like that's that is one. I'm, I'll join you on that, TC. That seems like really interesting. Um, but it it's surprising. I, I guess I I'm really drawn to the big names because like like low key U.S. Open field like kind of stinks once you get past the automatic qualifiers in terms of it, it, there's a lot of mules in the in the U.S. Open field. Yeah, oh, like, I followed one of them around today, Ryan Armour. <laughs> <laughs> I think Austin Eckroat's another one to keep an eye on. Like, really great driver, good iron player. He needs a needs a hot putter week. I followed Gordon Sargent around today. I'm not sure the Sarge is 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 quite quite out of the oven yet. Um, is he going to be? Uh, listen, I I can't pretend to have followed a ton of his amateur career, but like everybody's raving about. This is the first dude I've ever seen who like can have like 190 ball speed and control it. Is he going to be like a truly great player or is it just like a freak? It's crazy. I'd I'd worry a little bit about like the swing. Is he like, no, like, like from a health perspective, is he like, it's kind of like a Joaquin Neiman kind of leaning thing in the back and all that kind of a slight frame. Um, I I followed him and Thor Bjornsson and Summer Hayes and uh, Koala Carl. Carl Phillips today and I mean it's impressive man um but yeah I don't know I'm so I'm, I'm keen to I'm keen to watch him a little bit but can Ludwig win the open even though he's not in the field it's God, this <laughs> place I just want to make sure up so freaking well for Ludwig it's crazy oh my God, sorry for sure and blocky is it even a is it even a major without blocky how can we proceed this I heard a couple blocky stories today that I don't think I'm allowed to repeat because oh, I heard some uh, great blocky stories last week too yeah, they're floating around, man. Put them on the nest pod, maybe. <laughs> That's another reason to sign up for the nest pod. Blocky. <laughs> um, a lot of questions if you're a fan attending, best areas for fans to go. Um, it seems to be, I don't know exactly where to go here, but the huge crossover between like 11 and 16T and around 15 green seems like it's going to be a really fun spot. Um, I, I think 17 green is going to be a great spot as well. You're just kind of stuck there and you won't see how guys rounds finish up 18. I'm not sure how you can really get that close on 18. It's kind of a weird setup around 18 green. Um, it depends on what you want to see. It's th- tough to get out to, to five, six, seven to, you got to cut, you know, you got to do a couple crossover holes and then you got to walk backwards. But like, if you, if you earn the way to get out there, six green sweep, six green, seven T. 
Uh, between seven green and four green in there is cool. And then, yeah, 14. I think 14, like that's that, like 14, 15. But that's that's where like a lot of the magic is going to happen from that second shot on 14, uh, you know, up to 15 T. Yeah, there's a grandstand behind 15 T that I think could be, could be, I and mean, that hole is going to be so freaking. We haven't talked enough about that one. Of all the flexibilities they have at that hole, uh, the hump in the middle of the green, they can put the pin back right, they can put it front right, they can put it just past the little hump like it was when we played it in our in our film room video that you can watch that that hole has so many flexing options the par three test they going from the two big long big boys to like another long iron one on four to mid iron one on nine to the extremely short iron on 15 it's such a great vast range of tests so you're talking about flexing options plenty of flexing options out there for the members as well there's a there's a member only grandstand behind 15 T. Oh, that's member only? Yeah. Oh, I which messed is, that up. That's which on is me. tough. Yeah. That's yeah. on me. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like we said, the, the vibe might not like be busting on TV, but I think it's going to set up so well for viewing. Uh, I know NBC's got a bunch of different viewing options. If you haven't caught up on the pod, I know we had talked, we were originally planning on doing some alternate coverage for them that we have elected not to do, so we will not be featured uh, on the cock uh, this week, but we'll of course have all of our live shows on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Anything else you guys want to We've get to? We've got office hours That's dropping. Right. Uh, it dropped. It is out. Look for that on the YouTubes on our, our YouTube distribution platform. Uh, our friend Michael Wolfie, uh, the professor, got in the lab and and dialed up the history of LACC, some some Los Angeles kind of general golf history, and and some. Some George C. Thomas, aka the captain, some stuff on him, uh, the roses that he procured, all that sort of stuff. So uh, look, look at that. It'll be a little bit of great, valuable context for you as you as you want to dig a level deeper into the golf tournament this week. Uh, we will have KBV on site doing some writing, and as we mentioned, uh, the Pie Man will be joining us on live shows the rest of the week. Uh, very excited. We're going to TC and I are going to be out here. On Tuesday as well, flying home Wednesday and watching at home uh, from there. I kind of, I'm kind of regretting that I'm leaving. I wish I could watch here uh, a lot more, but uh, that is going to wrap it for our preview pod. Unless you guys have any other takes, you're dying to get off your chest. Uh, I cannot wait for this golf tournament. I am, I'm, I'm excited to join TC on the full on hype train for LACC. I thought you were going to say I'm excited to join TC on the Tommy Fleetwood. Mm. Uh, I wish I could. I hated that I was in some little tiny way last night, didn't want to see Tommy win only because of you crowing. You're a sick guy. I am. I'm a bad guy. I, I just, I'm that spiteful of a guy. So hopefully, hopefully you're not in that camp, KBB. Look, I was kind of cheering for the Canadians because I, you know, some of my best friends are Canadian, as Randy teases me recently. No, I honestly, I would have been happy either way. Uh, it was a very cool finish. Uh, the Canadians, obviously. We're, we're up in your grill and that was entertaining i didn't i didn't i just hated it for you but it was entertaining to me as an impartial observer so my grandfather Has Hadwin, to, uh entered into the field this week uh after his his uh, good post from the tour actually of him doing good going through like football trading on the on the rage some old video of something it was like i was like all right, all right that was decent uh best comms they had in the last uh, couple of weeks i think but that was good <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh yeah, Jay. Jay sent a great letter to to Congress today. We're that not was, doing it. That was really cool. We're talking golf. We're talking golf only on this one. I'm very Stolen excited. Stolen Richard Blumenthal. I'm very excited to leave that in the rear view for at least a few more days. You can count on a lot of golf talk. On I do want to stick week. to the golf this week. I'm yep. legitimately excited to 
talk birdies and bogeys and the majors, fairways and rough. The majors are a great reminder that how much that other shit doesn't matter. Totally. Right? Which is, is exactly so much more fun. why these players should be not talking to media about any of it. And almost all of them are just like, dude, I can't say anything. Like, there's nothing to say right now. Like, I... It's a major championship week. Let's worry about that in a different week. And it, they're, you know, their own tour is not communicating with them at all. Yeah, so, it's not. Yeah. Well, they're just telling them different things when they do communicate with them. It's, it's not great. It's not going great. <laughs> There'll be more to come. We're doing lots of reporting still on that stuff, but we're not going to probably have any of it this week. We're going to yeah. push it to when there's more news to share. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I, we will see you guys on the live shows this week. Uh, excited for some major championship golf. See you then. Cheers. Cheers. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.